Hello and welcome back to the Mustang Sports Feed. This is Dr. Bob Dixon and with me is Mason Nesbitt, the Communications Manager of the Masters University. Mason, welcome back. How are you? Well, Bob, it is a special day. We are back in the Communication Department podcast studio. I was looking at it was the first time that we've actually been in studio to record one of these since early February. So it's nice to see your smiling face and be having this conversation uh, as opposed to over the phone. That's right. I, I don't know if our, our listeners have really been paying attention to that detail, but when the pandemic hit back in March uh, and we had to, you know, like everybody else, shut down, uh, one of the things that, that we thought to do is let's, let's grab some of that equipment, take it with us so that we can continue. And, it, and what I learned out of the process was how to, how to do it with the phone. So that's great, but I'm much happier being in here in the studio with you and on campus. So r- when I say welcome back, I'm literally welcome back. Welcome back, and I feel welcomed. Good. I'm glad. You And you are always welcome. Thank you, Bob. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> okay, so what do we got going on today? So we are rolling right along. We're getting kind of to the end here with our all-decade all teams. We just have two teams left. We've got men's basketball, which we're going to do today, and then we've got baseball, which we will do in the near future. So um, before we get to that, as always, we have our Spotlight Athlete of the Week, which is brought to you by some of our restaurant partners um, and that is Jersey Mike Subs, Chick-fil-A, Jimmy Dean's on Lions, Presto Pasta, and Firehouse Subs. Our Spotlight Athlete of the Week is Jack Dudek, a junior on Team U's men's golf team. Jack finished in a tie for fifth place on September 15th at Team U's first golf tournament of the season in Buckeye, Arizona. Jack carded a two-over for the tournament, helping Masters finish third as a team. Of note, TMU's women's team also competed in the OUAZ Fall Invitational, and it marked the first women's tournament in Masters history. So we are getting slowly back to sports. Um, So golf did compete, and Jack excelled, so he is our Spotlight Athlete of the Week. You know, it is is really nice to have an actual running sport to to talk about, to, to pull an Athlete of the Week about, which... Is not. I mean, we we didn't have it and wouldn't not have had it during the summer anyway. But uh, you know, this is a very unusual fall for everybody. Uh, but uh, the the golf team gets to jump into the spotlight for a while here. It is a little bit easier to social distance on a golf course than say a uh, another athletic. Well, I always event. social distance on a golf course because I'm the guy. I'm the guy in the rough. You know? Nobody can find Nobody you. Nobody can find me or or the ball I just hit. So yeah. <laughs> Well, fantastic. Well, with, having set that up, I know our, our listeners are, are excited to hear this one. This will be a lot of fun. Let's get into the, uh, the list that you got for our all-decade men's basketball. As always, Bob, our, our list is not strictly based on position. We didn't go point guard, shooting guard, etc. We just tried to pull together the best group from the last 10 years based on national and conference awards, based on statistics, based on overall contributions to the program. So we'll start in the past, and we'll work our way to the present. First, we have Dean Hadley, who was a wing for the Mustangs from the 2008-2009 season to 2009-2010. At six foot six, Dean created matchup problems from the time he arrived at Masters from the University of San Francisco uh, as a transfer. If teams assigned a post player to defend him, he'd step outside and drive by him for a dunk or create you know, an open mid-range shot. Um, and if teams put a guard on him, uh, he'd go in the post and bully his way to a basket. So there was no winning if, when it came to defending Dean. Um, he averaged better than 14 points per game in both of his seasons at Masters, leading the team in scoring in year two. 
and he was an All-Golden State Athletic Conference selection as a senior. And had the Mustangs made an NAIA postseason run that year, he certainly would have been in the conversation for an All-American award. So our first spot goes to Dean Hadley. Moving right along, we have another uh, player who played with Dean, and that is uh, Joey Fuca, who was a guard for the Mustangs from the 2007-2008 season to 2010-2011. One of the defining moments of Joey's career at Masters came at the beginning of his junior season. The Mustangs had just graduated two-time All-American Ryan Zamroz, and the question was, who's going to fill those shoes? Who's going to be the go-to guy? Mm-hmm. Um, the Mustangs believed it was Joey, and they were right. Um, he averaged career highs of 14 points and 4.1 assists that season on the way to all GSAC honors. He shot 45% from three. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Uh, that was the seventh best mark in the country that year. Um, and for his career, Joey shot 39% from long distance, uh, TMU's ninth best mark ever. He was also known for his dependability. In four, career, uh, in four seasons, Masters played 120 games. How, how many games do you think Joey missed? Uh Five? Four. So, wow. That was okay. close. Of good. all the times we've asked you questions, that's probably the closest <laughs> you've been. Four games. So we played, you know, Masters had 120 games. Joey missed that's, four. That's Mr. incredible. Dependable. I, you know, 40, you said 45% from three? 45%. Well, he was ahead of his time. If he had, if he was playing right now, he'd probably be on somebody's radar uh, for the next level up if you could hit threes at that clip. The three-point uh, shot obviously has become more and more important, and Joey did it just about as well as anybody in, yeah. in program history. Next, we have Anthony Kamen, who was a guard for the Mustangs from the 2010-2011 season to 2011-2012. Anthony's what you expect when a junior transfer comes into the program. Had the skills, had the maturity to come in and and contribute from the word go. Um, After coming to Masters from Chafee College, Anthony averaged nearly 14 points uh, in 2010-2011 before a breakout senior season where he announced himself to the NAI. Uh, able to score in a variety of ways, Anthony averaged 15.2 points and 3.6 assists in his final season at TMU, earning all GSAC and NAI All-American honors. That season, he also led the Mustangs on a deep run in the NCCAA National Tournament, um, and Anthony led Masters in scoring both seasons he was on campus. Wow. Yeah, you can't do better than that. Can't do much better <laughs> than that. Show up as a junior, lead the team in scoring two years in a row. Nice. And speaking of putting the ball in the basket, our next um, person on the team did so a lot and did so from long distances. That's Life Carl Burke, who was a guard for the Mustangs from 2009-2010 to 2012-2013. As you know, Bob Masters has a rich history of prolific three-point shooters, uh, and Life certainly falls in that category. His 322 career makes from behind the arc are the second most in TMU history behind one Mike Penberthy, you might have heard of him. Yeah, I think he played for a team about 20 miles south of here that wears purple and gold. He did, he did. So, that's a, you know, if you're going to be second on a list, like that, that's a good spot, you yeah. know, to be. Uh, Life also holds two spots on Team U's list for threes made in a season. He was close to automatic. I don't want to say automatic, but he was close to automatic. Um, and he was also an exceptional uh, leader um, and character guy and, and likable. I'm not sure you're going to find anybody who didn't like Life. Um, and for his career life, averaged 11 points. And I should also mention, um, because he was not only a three-point specialist, um, he also ranked sixth on TMU's all-time list for steals with 173. Really? I didn't. I, I never thought, I would, when I thought of life, it was always a three-point shot and the fact that he was a super nice guy. Uh, I will add that. I, he was a student 
he was a communication major. And, he uh, was. And I would agree. I don't think anybody who ever has met life would say anything other than he's such a nice guy. But and, apparently he got after it on the defensive and end as well. And apparently, apparently he could steal. If, if, yeah, maybe people who uh, he was guarding didn't feel he was such a nice guy, but he was. <laughs> and we'll move along with <laughs> anyway. that uh, to another three-point shooter. Um, and this is Reed Shackelford, who was a guard for the Mustangs from 2013-2014 to 2016-2017. I think what stands out most about Reed is just a total lack of fear. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy wasn't afraid of playing on big stages, taking big shots, um, and it was that fearlessness that allowed him to develop into one of the greatest three-point shooters uh, the program's ever seen. Uh, Reed finished his TMU career with 267 made threes, third most all-time at Masters. Um, He also holds the record for three-pointers made in a game with 10. And so that leads me to ask, Bob, if I gave you 100 tries without a defender, how many three-pointers do you think you'd make? Empty gym, you're standing there right now. How how many threes do you? I'll make? tell you, I'll tell you what. If, if I made if I made thirty, I would feel pretty good. You know, if I made if I made half, I would be bragging for the rest of my life. And that's with no defender, probably just sitting from the same spot, um, not tired. You know, not having run the court for forty minutes. So yeah, that that's. And I probably wouldn't make thirty, but that would be. Be really happy if I did. That was really optimistic. I, I appreciate your confidence. We're not going to test that out. Unfortunately, this is a podcast, so people, you know, it, they don't expect us to now go and shoot three pointers and show them. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it privately. I'll come back and I'll let you know how I did. Fantastic. And I and I'll be honest. Well, and and Reed really came into his own. Uh, nice transition there. Yeah. <laughs> came into his own as an upperclassman, averaging better than eighteen points as a junior and then seventeen points as a senior when he helped Masters reach the NAI National Tournament for the first time in more than 15 years. Notably, Reed hit a trio of early three-pointers in an exhibition against Michigan State to stake Masters to an early lead in 2014. And I remember everybody was kind of gathered in the gym, and they were they were projecting the game up on the big screen, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, like we're beating Michigan State. And and, and then we weren't beating Michigan State, but it was really fun. Those first you know, five, ten minutes of the game were, were really fun. Look, if you can say you, you had a lead against the Spartans at any time, uh, given our size and their size and their tradition, and you know we have a tradition, but they have national championships in their tradition. That's a story you can tell your grandkids, period. Absolutely. And I do promise we're going to make it through Reed's capsule here at some point. <laughs> and so a year okay. after that exhibition, Reed knocked down 11 three-pointers in, for 35 points at Fresno State. And then as a senior, he scored 15 points at UCLA. So you see the trend here, Bob. Big exhibitions, big performances from Reed Shackelford. And as one final aside, and then I promise we will wrap up Reed's capsule, that UCLA game is where I met my wife. So I'd be, you know, I, I had I have to at least drop that right. in. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, what else can you say? That's amazing. And now we move on. Okay. Next on our list is Lawrence Russell, who is a guard for the Mustangs from the 2016-2017 season to 2017-2018. Lawrence was a force on both ends of the floor for the Mustangs. He averaged better than 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists over the course of two seasons in Newhall. He was the GSAC Defensive Player of the Year as a junior and the conference's Player of the Year as a senior. Lawrence helped the Mustangs win two GSAC tournament titles on the program's first-ever GSAC regular season title in 2018. The same year, TMU earned its first-ever NAI number one ranking, which created a buzz. 
Um, Lawrence's most iconic moment came in the NAI National Tournament um, with just 4.8 seconds left in regulation. He covered the length of the floor and scored a buzzer-beating layup to force overtime in the first round of Nationals in 2018. And, and you can't see it again because this is a podcast, but I'm kind of demonstrating <laughs> the you know, kind of contorted nature of this left-handed layup at the buzzer, and it rolls in and everyone goes crazy. And um, Unfortunately, the Mustangs went on to lose that game, but um, not without Lawrence scoring 17 of his team high, 27 points in the final 5 minutes, 30 seconds of regulation to extend the game. Wow. Uh, and I remember that season... Uh, then Masters assistant coach Thomas Lowry and Lawrence had this tradition where before the game, Coach Lowry would be like, you know, Lawrence, are you going to let us lose this game? And Lawrence would be like, no, Coach, you know, I'm not going to let you lose this game. And, like, that, the final part of that, that you know, Lawrence's last game at Masters really showed, like, he really did everything he possibly could to keep us from losing Yeah, that sure game. did. Wow. That's a lot. Next we have DeLewis Johnson, who was a wing for the Mustangs from the 2015-2016 season to 2018-2019. Um, I'd reckon there are few wings in program history that were stronger than DJ. Uh, His physicality allowed him to get to the basket, and he knew how to finish when he got there. Uh, DJ averaged nearly 12 points and five rebounds for his career on 51% shooting from the floor. His best year came as a senior when he averaged 15.8 points on the way to all GSAC and NAIA All-American honors. He was part of two GSAC regular season champions and three GSAC tournament champs. Uh, DJ had a contagious smile and, you know, just really a sweet, fun guy. Um, but I'm telling you, Bob, defenders learned better than to get in his way when he was going to the, going to the rim. He was intense. I remember DJ. He was uh, also, you know, one of the nicest guys, you know, friendliest, effervescent guys you're going to meet. But he was, he was a pit bull on the, on the court. He was, and he finished his master's career with 1,378 points, and his 349 free throws are ninth most all-time at TMU. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Again, you go hard to the basket, you earn free throws, and and fortunately, DJ knocked down a lot of them. I once had a a conversation with DJ, and and, uh, he he told me that that he would give me a ball and that I could not score against him. He said... You know, I'll give you the ball, and I'll give you as many tries as you want to try to score against me, and, you'll, and you won't. And it never got beyond conversation in the classroom. We would kind of joke around about it. We never really did it. Um, I think he, I think probably would have that would have been the case. But I always do wonder. So DJ, if you're listening, you know, could you would you still make that boast? And could I maybe just make one of those shots, like just a prayer answered? It only takes one, Bob. You know, <laughs> some fadeaway jumper that banks in off, off the backboard or something. If I have enough time to work on some crazy trick shot, you know, maybe I could pull it off. So, so we're kind of creating a list here. You know, we're going to have a, you know, you're going to do your three-point shooting challenge alone. Alone, yeah. And then we're going to bring DJ in, and we're going to see if you can make one basket Just one basket. Him. Even just get a, yeah, make one shot. So, okay. And probably the better, the longer you let this go on, the better chance you have of scoring. You know, maybe wait till DJ's in his, you know, 30s or 40s. Well, yeah. I guess by then you're going to be a little bit older, yeah. too. So I don't know. But you're right. At this point, I have a, the, my best shot is probably I'm in that window right now. I couldn't have done it in, in his peak. TMU years, but DJ, if you're listening, you're you're still around. Come on by. <laughs> Bob has thrown out the, the first challenge that has been extended on this podcast. A friendly challenge. Next, we have Hansel Atencia, who was a guard for the Mustangs from the 2016-2017 season to 2018-2019. Uh, one of the more dynamic scorers uh, from the decade. Hansel put the ball in the basket from all over the floor, and he did it with flair. Um, the guy was a fan favorite. 
Um, similarly to kind of how, how we talked about life, Carlberg, it's like find me someone who doesn't like life in that same similar sense, like everybody loves Hansel. Like if we post a picture of Hansel on Instagram, it's going to get a lot of likes. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, totally agree, 100%. Um, and not without good reason. After transferring from Liberty University, Hansel finished his three-year master's career as a two-time NAIA All-American, highlighted by a spot on the second team as a senior. He was also a two-time All-GSAC selection. For his career, Hansel averaged 15.1 points, 4.6 assists, and 1.5 steals. He's in Team U's all-time top 10 for assists, steals, and free throw percentage. And he's now playing professionally in Iceland, which we found out a few episodes ago. You weren't sure where that is on a map. Well, I, I, kn- I knew where it was. I just, I just wasn't sure if I'd want to go there. That's fair. I think, did I... Did I not know where it was on a map? That was a misstatement on my part. I think it was just that you didn't want to go there. So I do apologize well, to, no. to everyone out there. I, I remember talking about Bobby Fischer in Iceland and the whole thing. That's right. We did. Got yeah. it. I knew I, that we had talked about we it. We talked I, about I, it. Yeah. It's, somewhere, it's somewhere halfway between here and England. That's, uh, it, 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 but underneath Greenland or something, right? Something like that in the Atlantic? I think you're right. And so I think what this is showing is that, and that I can't answer that, is that I probably don't know where Iceland is, so we're just going to move. We're going to check the tape. Right we're gonna, along. We're, we're going to check the tape. And so we're going to move on to another now professional basketball player, and that's Tim Suarez, who was a center for the Mustangs from the 2016-2017 season to 2019-2020. Tim is one of the most dominant big men in program history, and you're noticing another trend here, also one of the nicest, but that's neither here nor there. Tim was a three-time NAI All-American, a three-time GSAC Defensive Player of the Year, and three-time All-GSAC Selection. He finished his master's career ranking first in blocks, fifth in rebounds, and tenth in points. The 6'11 center was in the middle of a master's turnaround over the last four seasons, helping vault the Mustangs into elite status among NAIA programs. For his career, Suarez led Masters to three GSAC tournament titles, two GSAC regular season titles, and a record, wait for it, of 107 and 21. Tim missed just three games during that span. Uh, and can't forget to mention Tim signed this offseason, as we mentioned, to play professionally in Turkey. So he's over there right now training and getting ready for the season. Wow. Do you say 107 and 21, right? 107 and 21. So you play 128 games and you you only lose 21 of those games. I mean, that's a nice career. That's wow. a nice career. And you only miss three games, so he's out there in, in the middle of, of all of it. All right, Bob, now, now that we've switched back to the studio, I'm not sure what you have as far as a drum roll, but we are down to our final spot. I, I, you know, I don't have a drum roll queued up, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use, use my fingers on the table, okay? And here we go. Uh, the final spot goes to Brock Gardner, a forward for the Mustangs from the 2017-2018 season to 2019-2020. Um, I'm sure you've seen several highlights of of Brock on Twitter and Instagram uh, over the last few years. You know, the guy soaring toward the rim for these big dunks? Uh, Of course. Well, when you work in game management like I have for the last three years, a guy like Brock uh, always keeps you on your toes. It's like, is he going to tear the rim down? Do we have another one? Can we get it installed to keep this game going? Is that right? 
It never happened, but you I mean, know, it was always kind of the fear as he just. Well, well see, that's that, what you're talking about. That just speaks to the, his versatility. Because when I think of Brock, I, he was such a good shooter, also. He he definitely could shoot. I mean, the he three. could shoot the ball, but I I I don't think of him as. My first thought of him is that, and but you're right. He he definitely has that power going to the rim too. I just I was when you said Brock, I'm like, oh yeah, sweet shooting in the corner. It's three. It's up. It's good. But you're right. He would just he dive to the rim, and you're right. Well, I'm glad that we could refresh that memory. <laughs> and in addition to those highlight reel plays, Brock was a key contributor for the Mustangs for three seasons. Um, that he was only an All-American his senior year speaks to just how good those those teams were that he was on. Um, Brock averaged better than 15 points and seven rebounds for his career. Uh, he shined brightest as a senior when he averaged the team best 19.2 points with 7.2 rebounds. At one point, he reeled off three games with at least 40 points in a five-game span late last year, and he scored 34 points in one of the other two games. Uh, For his career, Brock scored 1,437 points, which places him just outside the Mustangs' all-time top 10, and he was seventh all-time in block shots with 92. And Brock has signed professionally to play in Portugal's top league. So there you have it, Bob. That is our all-decade uh, team. That was a lot of fun. I, I, I remember so many of those guys. And, uh, you know, you're right. It's, it's a long list of amazing basketball players and a, and a long list of really, we've said it before, but just really nice guys. Like these, I, just, I'm, I've been smiling through this whole podcast because I, I'm, I'm remembering each and every one of them and, and how, how much I enjoyed, watch, A, watch them play, but also many of them were in my classes and enjoyed, I enjoyed them there too, so. Really great list. This is, I know this was not an easy list. There's, it was not an easy list. Uh, you know, there are so we've had so many good players in the last ten years through the program and, and uh, a lot of success recently, especially. But uh, you you got to you got to cut it off at some point. Uh, and, and but uh, again, everybody would love to hear your your thoughts on the, on our list and and you, Mason. What's our email address again? You you got a better memory for that stuff than I do. So it's sidmasters.edu, again, like sports information director, sidmasters.edu. We're still waiting for that first person to chime in via email, but so, so that could be you. If you're listening today, maybe that is, um, that is supposed to be you. So we'd, we'd love to hear from you there. You can also reach out to us on social media, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, at TMU Athletics. And uh, let us know what you think about this list or, uh, you know, let us know who you think should be on that baseball list as we wrap up our, our run through the last decade of sports at the Masters University. I will look forward to the baseball list uh, as I have for all of these lists. And, uh, again, thanks so much for putting it together. And, and it's been really fun to be back in the studio with you. We, we, uh, it opens up all kinds of opportunities to go down rabbit trails. And who knows, my, I, might be, I might be in a three-point contest soon or, or, uh, or some other crazy thing. Or a one-on-one game with uh, DeLewis Johnson. Well, no, one-on-one, that would be embarrassing. Just can I get, can I get one shot over the rim? I probably can't because he's a phenomenal athlete and really a smart defender. I remember that about him. But... It'd be good to see him in any event. So, and so maybe this this would be a good time then for us to wrap things up, so you you and I can go get a little practice in. I, I'm going to need it. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, Mason, as always, it's great to have you. And we will see you next time.